welcome to Bra Meets World. When it's Bra Meets World. Your boy Meets World Fancast. <laughs> I'm Siege. And I'm your boy T Dizzle in the Hizzle. What's up, Tony D? Yo, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, the season's ending. Yeah, the season's ending. And I'm, I'm like sad, but not really at all. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, like, that, that's the thing to do. But, I mean, we are wrapping up the season. That gives yep. us a lot, and that means we can move into season three, which is also really positive, um, because what is today? Today is Report card day. Yes, today is report card day. <laughs> <laughs> today is uh, season two uh, report card for Brummie's World. Um, so thank you for checking in. And we're just kind of going to go through uh, very similar like we did last season. Yeah, just kind of um, recap um, some of the highlights, some of the low points. Yep. Um, give some, you know, farewells to some characters who won't be joining us again. Exactly. Just, yeah, just really... Um, and this season's a little bit different because we have not only our input, but we have your input. We were able to see um, the things that you guys liked and what you didn't like. And uh, sure. yeah, let's just get into that discussion. Uh, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's okay. jump in. So, like, as always, um, I think we should start this off with the honor roll. Okay. The, our superlatives. Our superlatives. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and exactly um, the best of this season. Okay. Um, started off on a high note. So, the best episode um, for us this... According to the grades we gave. According to the grades we gave. Because okay. that's a very good point. As you guys know, each episode we give uh, a grade, a letter grade. And um, the results are in. And our best episode, the highest rated episode... Of this season was episode thirty. Uh, Wake up, little Corey. And honestly, I that's the best episode of the season. Yeah, right. Yeah, like it's just it's it's the most. We got the most meat on the bone with that episode to talk about. It was just the most entertaining, the most well written. Um, I wasn't surprised at all. To yeah. See that. What is the most important advice you have for teenagers about sex? Be careful with that valuable equipment. <laughs> The thing about Wake Up Little Cory is I think it ingrained itself in all of our minds because it was a story about consent and a story about sexuality without actually being about, or at least without being explicit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it talked about sex in a way that is very relevant to middle schoolers and, and reputation and... And very relevant to now. Like, yeah. I think that's the most 2018, or I guess we're in 2019 now, but um, just the most relevant of all the episodes this season as far as what ages and what's relevant to us as a woke news. As a woke yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we wake it up. <laughs> uh, I guess you could say we wake up a little corny. Oh, I saw you did that. Okay, okay. Actually, that was a terrible joke. Do not encourage it. <laughs> Just, I'm yes ending, guys. <laughs> I like it a lot. Uh, well, yeah, was there anything else about that episode in particular that you really... That really stood um, No, I just really admire how Corey was able to... Um, just kind of own up to his misgrievances to uh, Topanga, um, a, a public apology, a sincere public apology. Um, I, I, I just think it's a really relevant episode that I would encourage people to, to check in on. Like, that that's one of those episodes that I wouldn't have thought in the pantheon of Boy Meets World episodes to recommend. But now I think it will be one of those episodes I'm like, you should check that one out. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's always been that way because... 
as I said, I remember this episode from childhood, I think, every year. I mean, and they even kind of go back. Do they go back to that episode at all? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they did, yeah. but it's like my whole thing is I just definitely remember this episode. Um, and so, yeah, I thought, I thought it was really good. Yeah. So that was our. Do you have any other favorites that. Um... Yeah, I think I do. And, <laughs> um, I really liked uh, Breaking Up is Really, Really Hard to Do. Oh, did you? The uh, one with your girlfriend? <laughs> no, no, no. But here's the reason why because we get the famous, they want you to take the role. They- you've been married <laughs> who what they want you to take the role and i just thought it was a very i liked seeing cory with a different girl other than topanga i liked seeing him actually get the girl for a change i don't know i was just an episode i remember enjoy watching and i remember enjoying talking about um but i mean obviously there was more episodes i didn't like but <laughs> um, those are just one of the ones, and on the air, I really enjoy too, just because I think that's a hilarious episode where they take over the radio station. Corey and Sean back at you with lunchtime lust. <laughs> Let's meet our next contestant. You are. My name is Jasmine Fontana. If it isn't, it should be. <laughs> uh, it, it was a fun episode. It's a fun. Us. It's a fun episode. Yeah. For me, um, I think outside of this episode, I'm going to say Career Day is one of my favorites. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and it's one of my favorites because it pivots. It takes a sharp pivot uh, into the Boy Meets World drama department. Look, buddy, did you, uh, did you kiss your mom this morning? Uh-huh. Good, because it's going to have to last you for a while. What do you mean? Your mother, she... And it does it so well. It does it in the Boy Meets World way that we're familiar with. And we get Chet. And we get Chet, which is (laughs) such a great introduction. Honestly, like, because we're going to be losing characters every season. Yes. I think even more than you have written down there. Um, Actually, only one more. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just Chet is such a great addition that even though we don't get a lot of him next season, it's still nice that he is part of this world now. As I said, the moment Chet arrives, he is a tornado. Yeah. There's nothing but destruction in his path, but he's charming as well. So it's like as a as a viewer and as a person, you hate this person. He's he's the he's such a likable villain that you forget he's a villain. Absolutely. That's a great way of putting that. Listen, Chad, don't you think it's time you came back here, took some responsibility for your son? Well, I wish I could, but unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be too much good to anybody until I find my burner and win her back. Yeah. All right. So those were our favorite episodes, um, but let's talk about uh, our fan favorite episodes. Ooh. Um, so one of the most downloaded episodes of this season, which I was surprised at, uh, was Wrong Side of the Tracks, episode 42, our Wrong Side of the Tracks episode. We're- Remind me of Wrong Side of the Tracks. Is that the title or... Wrong Side of the Tracks is, in fact, the title episode. It is season two, episode 19, Wrong Side oh, of the Tracks. Oh, yeah, Is the one Sean... where actually we... <laughs> and what's funny about that one is we were so upset because this episode tries to pass off this hardly alternative. Yeah. That you and I were not about. I wonder <laughs> why that got some... Hmm. That's interesting, because I don't recall us really enjoying that episode at all. No, we didn't, but I think one of the things that makes it popular is, A, we had, like, this huge disruption. 
in um you know like in the casting alone it's yeah like, who's this guy like he's sure. brand new and, but then on top of that not it's not even like it was Griff, which Griff was brought in. They just kind of brought in someone who <laughs> was supposed to be Harley. Yeah. And we were like, no, thank you, sir. So I think there's that. But then also, it's kind of the follow-up to the Cherry Bomb episode to where Sean has this huge identity crisis, if you remember. And, um, yeah, it was just really, I think a lot of our fans really enjoy seeing Sean's journey. I was going to say that I think most Boy Meets World fans enjoy seeing Sean-based episodes and Sean's stories because I think that we all kind of have a heart for Sean, that kind of broken bad boy, that, that uh, you, you know, the girls are in love with him and want to, like, help him, and the guys are just like, I want to be friends with him. Like, he's just the kind of the perfect character to root for. Completely agree. And it's actually, uh, when I was thinking about it, um, it's really good that the show is called Boy Meets World. Because even though Corey's kind of our centerpiece, I would say that Sean, especially this season, has gotten a lot meatier storylines. Like, like we're watching Sean as this side character, but in a lot of ways, this was Sean's season. Yeah, and... I think that the reason why the Boy Meets World is there, and they kind of take away, like, as the season goes on from that uh, cartoon image of Corey against the world, um, is because Sean, Eric, and Corey all kind of take turns being that boy at some point. And they, they really do a great job of, of rotating that. But even, like, I mean, you could say... Alan learns things, and Feeney learns things, and I don't know that the boy, like, as we go throughout the season, the boy stops becoming so singular to Corey and to the everyone that's around him. I agree. Um, I think, So what's interesting to me is, or at least my argument for this, is that we get a lot more of Sean's backstory this season. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Like, we, we find out about his family. We find out about where he lives. We visit all of these places. We meet his, like uncles you know what i mean yeah. like it's like we see a lot more sean in this season than we had seen before uncle mike this guy's my teacher you heard him i hurt you even turner like oh yeah, Turner's yeah, yeah. brought in kind of as like this uh mentor for Corey in the first episode yeah but by the end of the ep- by the end of the season he's all about Sean. Sure. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, him and Sean have this dynamic. It's almost like, you could say that the first season is Corey's season. The yes. second season is Sean's. I would say that the third season is, you know, third and fourth season, Eric Topanga. And it's like, as we go through, we're kind of taking time with each character a little bit more. And we're starting to see things from different people's worldviews a little bit more. And as that happens, the cast starts to expand. And we start to get more side characters brought in. So Sean gets two parents, you know, Topanga's parents get involved, you know. Uh, it's just, it's it's interesting how, you know, the world really grows as, you know, when you're kids, you know, when you're, when you're sixth graders, your world really is just your family at home. And then as you grow and go through high school and college, your world expands in that same way. Yo, Boy Meets World hitting it up the damn park again. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, that, that brings us to our favorite character who is your favorite character of the season my favorite character of the season i kind of want to say turner 
ah, you took mine. I'm yeah. so angry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. Just because he was this character that really came in and found his place amongst the, the existing cast. Way better than, like, Harley, way better than some of the other side characters. Turner is now a part of this in a way that I can't separate him from uh, the show anymore. So I really, the fact that this is his first season He's already built this amazing relationship with Feeney, this relationship with Sean. Um, I, I just feel that he was the biggest disruptor uh, to this world, and he's found a, uh, a great niche. Well, yeah. I mean, he brought in a lot. He has um, a good back and forth with everyone he meets. You know, it's like sure. a, there's no one who Turner interacts with that he's not. It's kind of like, I don't want to say this, but he's, He's the cool. Yeah. He's the. He's honestly the Fonzie kind he's of. He's the Fonzie of teachers. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Like, honestly, think about it. Because, like, you brought in this Harley type character who was supposed to be, like, the cool one, but Turner's the one who actually has all of those things. He's funny. Yeah. He has uh, a good back and forth with everyone, even when Amy meets him. He you wears know, cup the booty jeans, as you saw. So he wears cup the. I mean. If you thought for one second, I wouldn't acknowledge <laughs> Mr. Tur- my turned on my Turner moments. He had his own segment this he season. He had his like, own segment. This is a big deal. He earned his own. No one else earned their own segment. You know what's interesting, too, is that we were introduced to Turner the same time that we were introduced to Harley and Joey and Frankie for the first time. And you all would almost imagine that uh, Turner and Harley would have equal standing at by the end of the season. But what's so funny is Harley is completely gone by the end of the yeah. season. And you have Turner completely woven in. So yeah. it was just interesting to see how they tried out two characters in one state and one got left behind. Well, I think, I think the difference between the two of them is Turner was a way more realistic character. Totally. Turner made sense. Harley was a caricature. Yeah. Harley was someone that they decided to bring in, and they were like, oh, we'll do this spoof of a thing, which is why his uh, lackeys, for a better, for lack of a better word, um, they stick around. Because even they are more authentic in, sure. in their presence than the Harley character. Well, Harley was also 59 years old. So. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we talk about him, his age triples. He was way too damn old to play that part. Um, but yeah, I just... I, I, I have to give this uh, favorite character award to Turner for sure. Most improved character. Eric. Eric. I think Eric is the most improved character from season one, where I just thought he was just a caricature of an older brother. Just, just kind of like, uh, you know, handsome, always trying to chase girls. And this season he just developed into something that was so much more than that, at least by the end of the season. Yeah. And you just saw him, even though he's kind of, crazy at least he has goals now at yes. least he has purpose now go you know he's he's really obsessed with trying to do well in school and i feel like that's something that's worth rooting for versus him going out on a date with a different girl you know it's also i was gonna say it's funny because we also kind of pivoted from this girl crazy storyline that eric was and ever since he started having trouble in school that we were, were aware of that's kind of been his storyline. Yeah. It's been like him trying to study. It's been him trying to balance everything. I mean, like girls are still in the picture, but you're right. Eric got a little bit more, and I think it helped by having uh, his friend Jason. 100. Uh, but like, yeah, it it gives Eric a lot more depth. Yeah, and I just I'm kind of 
like it, it helps bring him into this world more because when he was just chasing girls, him and Jason could go off to the mall and do their own thing. But now he's talking to Turner. He's asking Feeney for help. He's more entwined with the characters that we're already have built out. So it makes him more a part of this in a way that we care about more. That's really good. I wouldn't have chosen Eric, but I really like your I really like So who's now. your most improved? So I was actually gonna go back and give it to Sean. I just felt like Sean it's kind of spotty because Sean goes back and forth, but I feel like he's so realized yeah. this season. Um and there are moments where he's kind of stupid like Eric, you know, like the Eric. Where, oh where my gosh, there's do. so many episodes this season. There, <laughs> there was a string of episodes in the middle of this season. I don't know if you realize. It was just Corey and Sean be making dumb shitty choices over and over again, mostly that were was offensive or downplaying to women. Yeah, yeah, well there's that, but then also um there are just the moments where they're really dumb without cause. Like like I'm thinking of the episode um, on the air. You know, we're like, if we're still... Don't move. Maybe he doesn't see us. <laughs> <laughs> or, That's or... honestly still one of my favorite Boy Meets World jokes to this day. Like, I remember that episode because of how hard I remember laughing at that dumb joke. <laughs> and see, for me, it's more of like the... There's the one where um, they ask for the extension on their paper, and Sean's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> where you mean where they learn what school is, <laughs> guys? <laughs> exactly. So that's that's um why I was gonna give for, it to Sean for a second. Let's talk about Sean for a second okay. because this is a kid who, up until his 13, 14 year, did not understand what school was. The thing he spent most of his time doing, and his family abandons him. Like that's the kid, the kid who doesn't comprehend what's happening around him on a basic level is the one who's losing like his only like strand of normalcy. Exactly, which is why I think it, it again it makes sense. Like the way that they took Sean's character, um, I kind of make it. It's kind of upsetting because it does like lean into this stereotype. Is like they needed to make him poor and damaged and all this other stuff. But I will not deny that. It, a lot of their decisions make sense when you take a step back. I mean, like, this kid, again, he goes to school kind of to socialize, and Corey's his best friend, and Corey, again, is, like, has everything really going for him, but can't see that, and so he's always worried about his identity. And then you have Sean, who comes in, and he's, like, he's just happy and content with the normalcy that Corey has. And then, one by one, they remove these little blocks, and you kind of see why Sean is the way Sean is. Um, and especially by the end of the season, you're like, man, this dude has lost a lot. So it makes sense that like even Turner is kind of like this one adult that he feels that he can rely on, but also not have this pressure. Uh, I mean, cause like when he stays with the Matthews, that's the whole thing. It's like, you're my friend's parents. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Thanks for covering for me. Corey's folks would have freaked if I showed up with that cop. Oh, like this? Would they have yelled at you like this? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> would they have told you how stupid you are for being out so late? Okay, I get your point. No, I don't think you do. Fun, then I'll just get out of your way. I thought you were cooler than that. No, no, I'm not cool at all. In fact, I get real old-fashioned when I see somebody that I care about being brought home by cops. Now on to detention. Detention, um, <laughs> I love this because we'll discuss our worst episode and yes. least favorite episode. Yeah. Um, 
we, can we also discuss our least favorite character? Absolutely. Well? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is just where all the, the, the shitty parts of the season Yeah, exactly. Up. Absolutely. And I'm really excited to get into this because I have some strong opinions. Oh, do you? That's so funny. Um, so, per our creating system, um, our lowest scored episode, it's actually really funny, and I thought it was hilarious, that it was the one right before our best episode. So, yeah. episode 30 was our best. Episode 29 was our lowest graded episode and the one we hated the absolute most. Yeah, I mean... And that was episode 29, Who's Afraid of Corey Wolf? Yeah, this episode where Corey turns into a damn wolf, not really, but kind of. (laughs) um, I remember being so upset before we even had to watch it that I had to watch it, because I remember there was a kid not liking it. Yeah. And while I was... I mean, I think our whole discussion was like, they could have done this 20 different ways and it would have been better. Yes, that was our discussion. Our discussion was that we kept being like, why didn't you... like? Why didn't you take a second look at the script? Yeah, <laughs> it could have been so. It could have been fixed so easily. Um, but I just I remember taking nothing away from that episode, but thinking it was a ginormous waste of a Halloween episode. You know how I feel about Halloween, and I just felt like this was the best we got. You're right. I, you love Halloween, so for them to do this is like sacrilege. <laughs> and it just wasn't even. It didn't service the plot. I really feel like I understand they were they were doing this like twist on puberty, and I thought the whole werewolf puberty analogy thing was kind of cool, but just the way they did it was super corny. At one point, Corey walks into like this ice cream shop that has a gypsy in the back <laughs> that's like reading people's fortunes. I don't know what's happening here. Again. Um, guest star phyllis diller which i love but at the exact same time i will say that um for me we've talked about this it just felt like a abc episode it felt like a um what is it called a studio notes episode yeah it was like we need one of these and you're like really do we yeah um our our i really hope that we're not insulting whoever wrote this episode but uh at the exact same time up your game bro yeah totally. <laughs> um yeah i don't feel any kind of remorse for throwing out hate for this episode don't watch it yeah <laughs> Okay, so that was our least favorite episode. Um, So let's talk about the fans' least favorite episode. It's actually really funny because this episode um, for us is episode 37, Campaign Promises, also known as I Am Not a Crook. Um, But what I thought was interesting about this is it is our least listened to episode, uh, the lowest rated episode that we have of this season. But I think that has a lot more to do with the atmosphere at the time. Well, it's our Brett Kavanaugh. So. It's our Brett Kavanaugh episode. <laughs> uh, and yeah, this is we had a lot sorry, of strong not sorry, guys. then. And yeah. <laughs> We're still still the same. Sorry, not sorry, guys. Yeah, no, no. What I'm saying is that I feel that it has nothing to do with because I felt like we had a lot of great points and I think everyone was just hot. done. Everyone you know what hot. I mean? Like like yeah, at that time he had already gone past and it was like it was not a good time, and everyone was just kind of done with the story. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Totally. <laughs> um, but I will say that the episode itself, if you go back and just watch the episode, is is an episode worth watching, I think, for the purposes of this podcast. It just kind of see how politics influenced this group of seventh graders in 1994 and how politics is influencing us now. Sean, I want to win, too. But in what part of your diseased mind does the 8th grade class president get to fire the principal? 
Corey, come on. It's just a campaign promise. It's what you say to get elected. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually really funny because I guess what we can do, because you know, it's our podcast, we can do whatever we want, um, is we can kind of take that and lead into our bra award because our bra award is the most culturally relevant moment of the season. <laughs> and I actually thought that I was going to say the same thing. I thought that even though this episode, uh, our episode 37 was one of the lowest rated ones, I feel like it's the most relevant. I feel like, especially for everything that's going on, the Me Too movement, talking about consent, women, like all of it, I felt like this episode brought to light a lot of, like, both how far we've come and how far we haven't come. Voters and voterettes. This poor, exploited young woman is named Paula, and she has a sordid story to tell. Go ahead, Paula. Tell them what you told me. I was in third grade with Sean Hunter. One day, he and I were standing near the monkey bars. And... <laughs> I can't go on. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had a different episode written down, but as we were talking about it, I was like, yeah, you're right. Which episode do you have? The 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 switch. The one where, I and you, now that I'm thinking about it, it's not nearly as bro <laughs> But it's the one where Corey and Sean try to just switch women around. Uh, and like, hey, will you hold on to this girl while I date the other uh, girl? That- it's bulletproof. I start dating one of the girls while you go out with the other one for me. That way she's off the market until I'm ready to date her. What, you want me to keep her fresh until you're ready for her? What am I, Tupperware? That's the one where I was like, bruh. Yeah, that was... That was a hard episode to get to. Yeah. Because I just remember every time being like, what, 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 is, what is the point of this? Yeah. What are we teaching people? This was That was really hard to watch. But what if I reject Stacy and she flips out, gets a sex change operation, and comes back as a really angry man seeking her revenge? <laughs> Yeah, so that's episode 34 of ours, uh, The Beard, as it's known. But uh, we titled it Women Deserve Better. Because, because women deserve better. <laughs> they deserve better than what they got in that episode. And I, I think the reason why I kind of picked that one as my bra episode was just because that kind of symbolizes how I felt about this season, was just that women kind of deserved a lot better and how they were treated, which I'm hoping next season is corrected since there's more of an eye on to paint the next season. Um yeah, that's one of the things that I was going to say. I mean, we kind of left attention, but one of the things that I was really sad about was that we didn't get as much Topanga as I remembered. No, she's really not even a regular, I would say. She's kind of brought in as a prop piece every once in a while. Yeah, 100%. It, they were like, we didn't feel like casting a different girl. <laughs> well, which is so strange is that they'll have Topanga in these, like, I don't know, every other three or four episodes, but they'll still have the same classroom set like she's yeah. in that class we know she's in that class why exactly. so why is this other girl in her seat exactly like i said it's it's weird it's kind of like what they did with third seat kid where yeah it's just like kind of and that's the whole thing is like topanga is way more than third key sure seat kid. and like for example that episode where um tk uh harley's sister yeah she's like oh i'm transferred i'm part of this class now but like okay so she's here so topanga can't be exactly remember you and i i remember in that episode we talked about how great it would be if tk and topanga had yeah. 
at some interaction. Sure, sure. I mean, we can't even give this show the Bechdel test because most of the time they don't have two <laughs> women that talk to each other yeah. or even in the same scene. It's Absolutely, crazy. yeah. One other thing before we move on from the tension is I wanted to know if you had the least favorite character. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry. You did ask about that. So our least favorite character, um, you give me yours. Mine? I, I mean... <laughs> Here's the thing. For me to say Morgan feels so unfair because that would that would insinuate that she was part of the season. You know what I mean? Like she was hardly there. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna have to. Damn. You know, you got me rethinking a bunch of stuff. <laughs> no, Morgan's my answer. Morgan's my answer. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I have some good news for you, buddy. You don't have to worry about her a lot more. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, Did you have one, though? I was thinking about it. I don't really have a least favorite character. No. I will say, I was going to say non-Harley. Non-Harley. Non-Harley is yeah. my least favorite that, character. That was my least favorite. Yes. Because it wasn't even like, again, Griff came in and Griff made sense. Griff was like, I'm transferring in. He kind of like, again, he had existed in this world before. I I, I had fun with Griff at moments. Yeah. But non-Harley. Not only, first of all, let's just take away the fact that you had us entertain Harley as a character in general. Like, yeah. we're, we're supposed to believe that this Harley character exists in the 1990s. And you know what? We gave it to yep. you. We we're like, we're gonna go along for this ride. And we did. We gave it like <laughs> by the we're like, sure, yeah, he's part of this. Sure, it's fine. This ninety year old. And man. then you were like, all right, now that you got used to him, we're gonna put in this actual child to play this role. Exactly. And he's not gonna have the charisma. He's not gonna have the chemistry. Exactly. He's not even threatening. No. So of course we hate this kid. Get yeah. him off my show. He was he was like you were talking about. I was like, I knew, I knew Morgan would be yours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but again, I hated this kid way more, and I felt like he got more screen time this season than Morgan. <laughs> I mean, probably we should do the minutes. Added. Yeah. Oh my god, he may actually have gotten more. He had one episode. Grad. That brings us to our graduation ceremony. Yes. So I kind of wrote it down one way, but I'm going to flip it because of what you just okay. said. So this is our last season with original Morgan. Yeah. Um, um, so are you sad to see her go? No, because, again, I don't know who the hell Morgan is as a character. We got way more of Morgan last season than we did this season. I agree. Um, a ghost at times. <laughs> like, when she showed up, I was like, oh, shit, that's right, she's still on this. Yeah, I listened to one episode, and you were like, who's that, uh, that child at the table? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's just really hardly there, so there's not going to be much to miss with her. I felt like... Uh, Minkus last season was a way bigger loss than this family member of the cast. Um, Completely agree. And yeah, so I'm, I'm. She did a great job for what she did, but after the first season, I didn't really see much point. So another female character that we're losing this season, uh, I guess you could say she's graduating or maybe transferred, is uh, Miss Thomas. Yeah, Kat. She is uh, leaving, um, mostly because Jonathan chose Sean over her. I mean, so I ain't mad at you, girl. Yeah, I, I thought she did a fine job for what they did. She never had a plot point that I was like, oh, I'm really interested in this until that Sean episode, that last one. Um, but, but they were more consistent with her character, I'll say. 100%. And I felt like 
her and Jonathan got more back and forth stuff than Corey and Topanga. Oh, absolutely. They yeah. again, they were way more of a consistent couple. Also, they've been fucking. Oh yeah, we know that. <laughs> again, remember that like she leaving panties at his place. Mm, what's um, in the bag? <laughs> again, do you remember? Do you remember the um episode at the coffee house? Oh, the the guy talking about peaches? Yeah, oh, I can eat a goodness. peach for hours. Canned <laughs> food aisle. Cling peaches in heavy syrup. Syrup that drips from your tongue. Drips. Drips. Drips from your tongue. <laughs> but yeah, if you remember that episode, um... Yeah, they've been going. They've been acting for a long time. And again, we were like, there are students here. Matching cup the booty jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, and then finally, um, Um, someone... You know what? I know you don't have them written down here. All right, all right, all right. I've done my research, so at me. Okay. At me. Because I'm ready to do this. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I am ready to say that... Both Griff and Harley should be on this list because even though they make a cameo appearance in the episode in season three, it is just that. It is a brief cameo. Uh, I'm sorry, sir, but it's called a graduation. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Which means they do not return to school and this is not the last time we see them. And I, I, so... I, and I don't think it makes sense to give it to the next season because they will have been long forgotten about by then. They, are you saying that they're graduating late? I'm I'm saying <laughs> that they're walking, but they have another <laughs> few credits they need to make. So up they have for. to go back for summer school. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I just again we hardly see them next season. But I mean, I I will stand for it if that's how you feel. But I really strongly feel like they should be on this. I'm list. glad you were able to get that. In. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the the last character, the real one, the real MVP. I'm yeah. really sad to see go. Hundred percent. Is uh, our good friend Jason. Jason, who, even last season, I remember us saying that he was one of our favorite characters. Absolutely. Um, He adds so much to Eric. But you know what? I think this is actually a good thing. Because I think Eric gets to be a better character when Jason's not around, unfortunately. As funny as he is, it inspires a different kind of storyline for Eric. When he's starting to study on his schoolwork, Jason becomes less relevant. Jason, he, he, Jason's doing fine in school. He doesn't need to study as hard as Eric. Now Eric really has to buckle down. And I think now that Jason's not there, he's going to have more time for those interactions with Feeney, more time studying, more time trying to do better in school. Um, so as sad as I am to say goodbye to this character, who we love, who is hilarious, um, I think the reason why he left is because he became a step-by-step regular but um, step by step. so we never really lost the, the, the wonder which is jason martin for that long but um but yeah it's it's still a, a sad day yeah no i think for me it's funny because i think last year he was one of our favorite characters as you said mm-hmm. um but this season we have people like we have turner yeah um and then we have harley and the kind of crew so we get a lot more side characters than we got previously um, Jason was kind of like a fresh face for us sure. uh, last year, and this season, um, he he's not a regular, but it's like, oh, we're used to do, we know your bits, um, and we're never really surprised by Jason. Sure, sure. I mean, but again, as we mentioned, absolutely love everything he does. Yeah. Um, smooth talker to the nines. 
And yeah, he just, he always stole the scene. Now, very similar to Minkus in that he was able to go in there and really uh, take the focus away from the main character in a way that I don't know that was beneficial for the show as a whole, but very entertaining to watch. So what's interesting to me, though, is I thought about that, and Minkus is remembered. Jason's not. Like, remember, we talked about how Minkus was in one season, and yet he is a pivotal part of Boyhood's But I would argue, and maybe I'm wrong, I would argue that Minkus got way more screen time, was in way more episodes in that one scene. No, I, I would agree, but I'm just saying that Minkus, yeah. even yeah. though he stole every scene that he was in, Jason does the... Jason steals scenes, and Jason had two seasons. Yeah. And yet, if I... Like... Minkus and Harley are more memorable. At, uh, but again. is it because those characters are like so extreme and so ridiculous that it allows them to be more memorable because they're the Urkels of the show versus Jason who does a fine performance in a regular character versus something that's extreme? And I think that's a really good argument. Yeah. Little quotes of Jason. Sure, 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 sure. All right, which brings us to, this is the last thing I wanted to say. Um, so, I wanted to give a shout out to all of our guests this season. Yeah, we had a good amount of guests. We had a season. good amount of guests, and not only did we have really good guests, they brought up a lot of really good points, and I just think that's uh, something worse. Yeah, and again, it also really helps whenever we're able to get the female point of view, and I think Absolutely. a lot of our female guests were able to really give us some great insight. Do we have a male guest this season? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that brings us to the final grade of the season. Um, and <laughs> this season, when you add up everything, all of the grades, the end of the year, the season got a 78, uh, which is still a C plus. Last season got a 79. Exactly. I incorrectly, because I went back and listened to that episode, um, I incorrectly assumed that this season would get a higher rating, because I specific, I was like, I remember as a child enjoying season two much more, but honestly, there were so many episodes that got knocked down because, like, wow, they're treating women like shit in yeah. episode after episode. So there was a mo episodes where I'm like, I enjoyed this episode, but I can't get behind whatever lesson they're trying to throw out. So because of that, I I have to, like, grade this down. Yeah. And because of the point of view I have now in 2018 that I yeah. didn't have when I was originally watching it, or just in this pre-woke America, yeah. Yeah. um, I assumed I would I assumed I would enjoy the season a lot more than I did, but I feel this grade is correct. Yeah, yeah, no. I um what I took away from it is I'm re-listening to everything. Um it was interesting to me because I feel like last season, even though we were kind of like bored with it and it wasn't the Boy Meets World we were used to, it was still a little bit more consistent. Yes. This episode, or sorry, this season, it'd be like, great episode, worst. I mean, like, literally, we had the worst episode right before we had one of the best episodes. Um, and then, like, we would just do random things. Uh, there was a wrestling match. <laughs> where an adult <laughs> fought a child. It take you too long. Give daddy a tag. <laughs> To the cheers of what seemed to be hundreds of people. Who paid to be there? $50 a pop. <laughs> what is the show? By the way, $50 a pop. What did Griff do with all that money? 
he uh, he apparently <laughs> used it to fund his uh, Bob Goulier. Maybe maybe that's how Griff got all that money and was able to hire. He just goes I from school to school, school, starting like these matches and charging fifty dollars a pop. Wow, he's he's essentially doing pyramid schemes <laughs> from school to school. How old is he really? We won't know. Which is funny because he does look younger than Harley, but maybe that's all that money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's just very interesting. What did he do with that money? Also, did Feeney confiscate any of it? Like, yeah, that's a really. I mean, maybe does next season set get a little bit better? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Feeney finally turned that um, extra office into a bathroom or something. I don't know. No, that that remains an office <laughs> slash bathroom through the remainder of the set. <laughs> I would love it if like they just explained that like those were on different floors. You know what I mean? A different poster. Maybe not. Because they also have a thing where sometimes it's a water fountain and sometimes it's a payphone. That's what I'm saying. It's just yeah. like, if, the, if they were like, this is floor two or like something, again, that would just answer it. Question, are we assholes because we didn't realize that every time there's a door, there's a water fountain and every time there's like one or the other, like maybe it is two different floors and we haven't been paying attention you know what? Let, I mean, let's look at it closer. But no, because Turner's class is like, Turner, does he move every other time as well? Turner's class is, is that always... always Turner's? Is it never Feeney's? You know what? I mean, fan theories, we are putting this out for you guys. Yeah. Look and see <laughs> if we can put a fan theory out there that there are two different floors that look the exact same. Where one floor has a payphone in the bathroom and the other has a water fountain in an office. Yep. I mean, here's the thing. If, if we can't disprove it, I say we make it lower. Guys, let's, we have to crack this case. <laughs> okay, uh, do you have anything else to say about this season? Um, no, I like I said, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to. I really love where we are with Sean. I really love where things are going with Eric. I want to see more Topanga. Um, I felt that Corey was kind of an asshole at some points this yeah. season. I mean, but he's a teenager, and most dudes are dicks. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really loved what happened with Jonathan. I loved seeing less of Alan. I want to see more of Amy. Uh, I want to see Feeney and Eric kind of have more of a bond. Uh, Gonna miss Jason. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much where I'm at. I mean, I agree with everything you said. Um, If I could, I would have more shirtless Turner scenes. Uh, Okay. Um, But I will always be appreciative of the shirtless Turner scenes that I received. Well, you know, (laughs) now that Sean is living with Turner, who knows what you might see. That's all I'm saying. He's getting a black friend, so that's something to be excited about. Yeah, we do get some color next year. Get a little bit of color. Topanga's getting fleshed out more. You know how I know? She gets a friend played by... Trini, who yeah. is played by, of Brittany course, Murphy. Brittany, Brittany Murphy. Aww, I love um, her. Just so, yeah, a lot more Corey and Topanga relationshipy stuff, getting more serious. Just A lot more to look forward to. A lot more to look forward to. So, so yeah, um, so on that note, we will end up this episode and this season uh, with thanks to you guys for listening. Uh, remember, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Make sure you leave us a rating um, and that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, instagram all the things we really appreciate it you guys following us through this season uh tonify oh yeah you can find me at river me at dot river dot me um on instagram you can find me on twitter at extra siege that's x-t-r-a-c-e-e-j and uh, yeah you know what else you guys can do remember 
to dream, try, and do, do good. good. Do good. Later, bro. Later, bro.